0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress.
2: Dynamite!
0: Here she is, Andrea K.
2: Good evening and welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's Taco Tuesday! But that's not why I'm in such an amazing good mood today. I am happy, happy, happy. Happy May Day to everybody out there. Happy Draft Day. actual impeachment letters were drafted for Rosenstein. But, you know, that's not even exactly why I'm so happy and in such a good mood today. I'm happy because I've got you all joining me out there on Facebook and on Twitter and listening to me out there in the drive home today, and I appreciate that so much. Thank you all uh, for being here. But also because I got back with me. I got back with me all the way back from Las Vegas, where he went up and down the strip on a bicycle lowrider. Is none other than DJ Carrot Sticks!
3: You can't keep Carrot Sticks out of the White House forever.
2: With all my criminal buddies! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for you- giving
0: me a shout out while I was gone. I listened to a few of the shows.
2: Oh, you did! And I
0: like that you gave me a shout out. I uh, thank you very much.
2: Well, of course. Now you were with your gang out there in Las Vegas, all right? Your 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 bike gang.
0: It was hard to get them to switch from Zap and Roger over to uh, Eleven Seventy <laughs> The Answer on their Bluetooth speakers, but I did convince some of them to to switch over on Friday. No, so what? I could is, hear a little bit of the show
2: What the stinking Zap and Roger.
0: Zap and Roger, yeah, like, uh, more bounce to the ounce.
2: <gasps> oh.
0: Uh, That is one of my
2: favorite all-time songs, man. There you go. More Bounce. To the Ounce. And
0: Computer Love. Much computer power. Love.
2: Oh, those are classic songs. <laughs> See, this is why I got to tell y'all, I'm thinking we're going to be switching over. If you do happen to watch on Facebook Live, I think we're going to be switching over actually and, and giving a little test out tomorrow starting on Twitter because I can't play any of my favorite tunes because Facebook won't allow me to post the video afterwards, which makes me very unhappy, even though it's uh, May Day and uh, Draft Day. Um, anyway, speaking of, of Happy May Day... You know, how many people actually know, I didn't even hear a whole lot of people talking about it today, mainly, probably because I'm conservative, but also because how many Americans even know what May Day is even about anymore? Do you know That's what, what May is about? That's you say when
0: you're in trouble. Mayday, May Day, May Day.
2: See why well, I'm glad he's back. No, May Day, actually, I mean, when I, you know, I, you know, growing up in the South, you know, like we did like May Day dances, at least when I was forced to put on a dress with, with dirty, you know, my dirty feet with no shoes on when I, cause I never wanted to wear a dress. No, actually May Day actually started out as being a day in which you, we ushered in spring. And then, of course, it got hijacked because that's what the left does. That's what the cultural Marxists do. They want to hijack anything that's related to tradition. And they they want to hijack it as part of their movement around some victim group. In this case, going back to, uh, I guess, during the Industrial Revolution times, actually, it was hijacked. On the part of workers, only the left could take a day in which people are dancing around the Maypole, actually doing a little bit of work. And, and something they see, somehow they see little girls in dances and dresses with ribbons going around the Maypole. S- somehow the left saw that as a way to try to push uh, against the free market and against business and come up with that being a workers' rights day. I guess when they see people dancing around the Maypole, they're thinking we got to unionize those little five-year-old girls in dresses. We can't have this. How much are they getting paid by the hour? How much are they getting paid by the hour? But that's literally what the left has done. In fact, it was a union. It was the it was the day that the American Federation of Labor uh, decided to uh, push and work to enforce an eight-hour workday, which was one of the first displays uh, in, in the employment era in which they showed a gross misunderstanding even if they – I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't even give them the credit that they misunderstood basic economics. Uh, but you you know, you know, can't – how do I – for those people who don't understand basic economics, um, how do you have a worker's day when uh, – well, how do I put it this way? What came first, the chicken or the egg? I don't really think that I even know the answer to what came first, the chicken or the egg. But I know when it comes to employment – When it what comes first, the employer or the employee, the employer comes first. How in the world do we have a worker's day? Where's the small business day? Actually, this is small business week, by the way. But, but I think that, I think that we need to hijack May Day and turn it into a day or at least have one day a week, a one day a year in which we celebrate, celebrate the employers. Because let me tell you, there is no job. There is no employee. There is no worker without an employer. That's what comes first, the jobs. And you know what, how, and how does that get created? Because some small business person, some entrepreneur decides to risk their entire life tied to risk themselves legally, financially, emotionally, mentally, physically, medically, because they've got a dream and they're willing to risk all that when the employees are not, that's what we should be celebrating. We should be celebrating the people that actually implant that that actually made that maypole and implanted it in the ground because that's what came first before the little girls danced around it. It's gotten out of control, and 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 what's shocking to me is, and of course you know the the those of us on the right and the Republican Party and, and conservatives and the employers, the makers of the world, have been so busy. You know, trying to trying to create the jobs because it's the employers that are laying awake at night. It's like when when the employees go home at the end of the day, that's when the employer's day really starts. And I know many small business owners like those in my family that actually took out second mortgages on their home, laid awake at night, how they were gonna make a payroll. That's that's who we should be celebrating. We should be dancing around a Maypole for them, actually is what we should be doing. So I have to think today when I see that Marco Rubio has come out bashing uh, President Trump and saying that these tax breaks didn't somehow, you know, benefit the worker and benefit employees. It's like, are you kidding me? Does he not understand what comes first, the employee or the employer? Does he not understand basic economics as well? Of course the tax cuts help. Because going back to when they started uh, hounding for workers' rights – what does that mean? Denying the rights of the employer and of the small business. And when you start enforcing and, and, and this is all uh, this is all Marxism, you know, Karl Marx's birthday is coming up on May 5th. So it's it's no coincidence that uh, May Day, and you know, and it, Workers' Rights Day was around his birthday because this is Marxism. And as I've said many times on the show, you know, you don't have to have the pink slip of a business to own the means of operation and have Marxism in full display. All you got to do is regulate it to death. And it starts with enforcing eight hours of workday and enforcing minimum wage and enforcing this and enforcing that. And the reality is, if you do any research of the history, people were actually better off and made more money before government came in and telling people how much money they should pay somebody. I actually th- think that w- that we as Republicans and as conservatives and those of us who understand the basic- basics of economics should seize a day in which we start teaching Americans about economics because we're not teaching them the basic laws of supply and demand. If we care about workers being paid as much money as possible and increasing their level of living, then we need to understand the laws of supply and demand. Just recently, we've got Cory Booker and others saying that they want guaranteed jobs and guaranteed income. Who's got to pay for that? That doesn't even make sense but the american people don't understand that anymore because they're not being taught basic economics. If you want it, if you want the employees wages to increase, then you've got to make it make it to where the employers have to compete for those workers. And the way you do that is you have an a, a increase in supply of jobs. You got to have more jobs available than you have workers. And then the employees get to come in and start making some demands in terms of their wages, their salaries, and their bennies. And how do you have an increased supply of jobs through making it a, a, a friendly environment for businesses to start up. And that's exactly what President Trump did with this tax cut. Four millions of Americans have benefited from those tax cuts. Marco Rubio from, you know, uh, companies that said that because of these tax breaks, they were actually going to um, – start up new plants or bring operations that were overseas back to the United States. We had millions of Americans that received pay increases on the hour, hourly wage, received bonuses. Four million Americans benefited from that. I don't understand why Marco Rubio doesn't understand the basics of economics. Maybe he's just trying to play politics. But, you know, and, and maybe this isn't that sexy. You know, usually I start my show with kind of like a little bit of a diatribe, you know, that gets people all fired up. You know, maybe that that's part of the problem is that, You know, discussions about economics and jobs and wages and all that just isn't exciting for people. But you know what? We need to start trying to make it a little bit sexy again. You know, maybe DJ Carrot Stick should come in here and, like, you know, play some hot music or something. And, you know, like, I don't know, make it it more interesting or something and do some mood lighting. I don't know, to make the topic more interesting. By the way, if you want to chime in on this topic or any others, the number is 888-344-1170. We're going to take a little break. and we come back, there are so many other topics happening. It is not just May Day. It is also draft day in which the Republic, the Freedom Caucus has decided to do something. that The corrupt deep state was like kind of Rosen's with, the, with Rosensteed at the helm. They decided to draft impeachment papers on him. That's right. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Iran and their big lie, and Condoleezza Rice going around today on a rehab tour. She's got a book. She's, you know, she's supposedly on a book tour, but she's actually on a uh, W rehab tour in terms of what went wrong with North Korea. But which I kind of don't blame her. But anyway, stay tuned because we've got Joel Block who's going to be here to talk about that. And then at the bottom half of the hour, my girl Sydney Powell is going to be back because the New York Times has leaked these questions uh, from Mueller. Who leaked? I don't know, I don't know that it matters that much. But we're gonna to talk to Sydney about the legal implications of that and then later on in the show we've got uh, we got a little we've got a little Kanye talking about keeping it sexy and interesting. Stay tuned, we're Andrea K show coming up.
5: For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy.
1: This is Albert Moller for townhall.com. The New York Times recently published a story entitled Wreck of the Juno was found. It's about the discovery of the U.S. Navy cruiser Juno that was blasted apart by a Japanese torpedo in 1942. Even in the context of the millions and millions of casualties of World War II on all sides, the story of Juno resonates in a special way in the American memory, a memory of indebtedness to just one family. One family that lost not one, not two, not three, not four, but five sons on one day on one ship. Seventy-five years later, the Juno's wreckage has been discovered, but the American people's moral debt remains, a moral debt to all those who have given their lives and have given their family members to the cause of defending liberty. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, impacting policy decisions today. Preparing public leaders for tomorrow. Pain. I'll say it again. Pain. Sadly, it's a word that's all too familiar. If you suffer from situational or persistent pain, please try Topperson Pain Relief Cream. Topperson Pain Relief Cream contains 11 natural biomedicines, including arnica, echinacea, along with other natural ingredients that target the underlying inflammation that's causing your pain. Though results may vary, Topperson has been helping people overcome pain for 25 years. So if you experience arthritis, back, neck, and joint pain, stiffness, cramping, and more, Topperson Pain Relief Cream should be your next purchase. If Topperson isn't the best pain relief cream, You've ever tried? Please return your unused portion for a 100% money-back guarantee. Topperson is available at Whole Foods, Sprouts, Pharmaca, Bed Bath and Beyond, Jimbo's, Lazy Acres, and at Amazon and Walmart.com. Pain-free, live-free. Topperson, rub it in. This report is pre recorded and sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network.
7: Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor.
8: Greetings, friends, and welcome to this edition of the Word on Wealth. Marty Schneider here. You know, one of the great challenges that prospective pre retirees have is the allocation of their funds. So, after some study and some time, Wells Fargo started the very first of what has come to be known as the target date funds, where people could select a particular fund inside their 401k based on what has now become to known as their glide path. So if you are intending to retire in the next five years, you might buy a Target Fund 2020 or 2025. Call me for your retirement planning consultation. 800-727-PLAN is my office number here in Mission Valley. 800-727-7526. You can also go to my website, theretirementprofessor.com. That's it for this edition of The Word on Wealth. I am the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. I'll be back with you right here on these very same sales network stations. AM
4: 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
2: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170 if you'd like to be a part of the show. Super excited to have you here tonight with us. Happy May Day and happy Draft Day. Today is the day in which the Freedom Caucus did something that uh, the Deep State ain't too happy about. They actually drafted... Articles of impeachment, now granted it was a draft, but they actually drafted articles of of impeachment against Rosenstein, and I am so happy, happy, happy to hear about that and joining me to talk about that as well as all the uh, kind of like a round robin of topics tonight because there's so much happening. So I called upon uh, Joel Block. You know, he's a... uh, financial analyst, he's an entrepreneur, he's been uh, written and he's written in uh, Wall Street Journal and Forbes, and he's an author of a book, uh, a couple of books, actually, one of which is Stop Hustling Gigs and Go and Start Yourself a Business. Hey, Joel, welcome back to The Andrea K Show.
3: Hey, Andrea, how are you?
2: I'm great, thanks. Thanks for being here. Well, um, I'm, I'm, I love talking to you. Well, thank you. Love having you. You know, I was just tickled, absolutely tickled to see... The Republican Party push back against the deep state in the way that they did with the lead of Rosenstein. Because here we are with a situation in which Rosenstein himself sends a letter to President Trump recommending the firing of Jim Jim Comey. So then when President Trump does what Jim Comey, uh, what Rosenstein recommends he does, then they end up assigning a special prosecutor to investigate him for the crime of obstruction because he fired Comey. This is crazy.
3: I think the whole thing is uh, is upside down. You know, I'm having a hard time. I I just don't understand where all this comes from. It just it's baffling to me.
2: Well, you know, it's it's not baffling if you understand that when President Trump was elected, he faced uh, he faced two opposition parties when he went to Washington DC <laughs> because as many people have accurately said, including Peggy Noonan actually, which came as a surprise to me, but she said back um, before President Trump even tossed his hat in the ring, he said the American people are recognizing that it, it, it has become in this country the elites versus the American people and that includes some establishment types on both sides. I don't think anybody really knew how deep it was involved in the FBI and the Department of Justice
3: because I don't think that trump I don't think Trump understood it either i mean it's uh it's absolutely shocking uh this guy he's accomplishing a lot, he's doing a lot. you know we, we only hear the worst, we don't hear any of the great things that are happening and you know and, and, and you're right, he's fighting both sides
2: he is and and they really needed to stop him because they knew that they were dealing with somebody that did not need to go to washington d c to line his pockets. They knew that he was pretty much self-funded in a variety of ways, which meant that he was not going to D.C. beholden to anybody that had that had funded his campaign. They knew that he was somebody that when he said, I'm going to drain the swamp and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, they knew that he was a doer and that he meant it. And so he was a threat to the establishment, and they needed to stop him, and that's why they started – uh, with uh, the FBI and the Department of Justice and the White House and the Obama administration. That's when they decided they got to stop this guy. So that's when they started uh, inter- doing everything they could to interfere in the election, which involved covering up Hillary Clinton and her crimes in order to, they thought that they were going to stop President Trump and then uh, they were going to make sure that their girl Hillary had her crimes covered up for her, And then, but they were going to make sure they had an insurance policy if if Trump got elected, which he did. And since then, it's just been basically a coup attempt. And I've got, you Sid- know, <laughs> I was just going to say, I've got Sidney Powell coming up on the show to talk about the legalities of the questions that were leaked by Mueller. But it's kind of shocking to me. I mean, I'm happy that they did these articles of impeachment against Rosenstein, but it's really a serious matter, Joel.
3: You know, one of the things that um, I talk about when I'm invited to speak at corporate audiences in different places, when it comes to money, everything's rigged. And, you know, the system is totally rigged. I mean, you know, it, we all know that. Uh, we don't always know where the system is rigged. But if you take a look at what Donald Trump accomplished in the uh, just uh, just to become a candidate to be president of the United States, 17, uh, you know, different people were running against him and he knocked them down one at a time. That system is designed to keep the insiders on the insiders and the outsiders on the outside. And he absolutely upended the entire system. So from the first day that he entered the race, he had the problem, and he managed to figure out how to unrig the rig.
7: He did.
2: And, you know, um, when he said and when he chanted, when the American people, when he talked about draining the swamp and the American people chanted, lock her up, it wasn't just specific about about Hillary. They really, the, the American people knew that it was a rigged system they knew that our candidates had been selected for us they could see that that uh, the the Republican Party was saying one thing on the campaign trail and then they would get into office and govern as just one big party and the you know and it's all tied together the money aspect of it and the American people also saw at the same time that these these corrupt politicians were lining their pockets like Hillary Clinton, lining her pockets in a pay for play scheme with the Clinton Foundation and as secretary of state on top of her, you know, her felonious email scheme and getting away with it while the American you know people I'm, are out here are struggling to feed their kids every day and worried that the understand. IRS is going to going to take them down.
3: Yeah, what, what I don't get about all this is if the American people understood what was going on, they they would. Be, they would be marching in the streets they would be burning things down i mean they'd be screaming and yelling and and yet somehow uh, the 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 media the established media doesn't uh, talk about the kind of stuff that you're addressing it's really it's a big problem and it's a i mean i'll tell you something the system really has some problems i mean there are people who are really enriching themselves in the most egregious way and, and i don't know uh you know what it is but americans uh either aren't getting the information and not enough of them are listening to people like you tell the story. I don't know what it is, but there are people who just don't seem to get uh, what these politicians are doing to us and, and with our resources.
2: Well, the average—if you look at the—the the left has been successful with their cultural Marxist play to change the culture of our society, to tell women that you don't need to be married to have a kid, to tell women that you don't even, need, you know, uh, to encourage young women to, you know, in a variety of different ways to, you know, have children out of wedlock when they're seventeen and eighteen, and those those young women. And and that's a particular problem in the African American community. And to make a long story short, when you, when you work hard to work hard as as part of your agenda to destroy the family, knowing that it's going to leave people impoverished, that gives them power. And yes, they, so, and then you've got then you've got these single mothers and the and these destroyed families to where they're just they're so busy trying to feed their kids and try to keep the light bill paid, they don't have time to be, they they A, don't have time to really get involved and really understand what's happening, and B, most of them, we are already at a country uh, where almost half the people are on some form of taxpayer assistance, and so once yep. people, and that's one of the reasons why Kanye, I've got some clips coming up from him later on in the show in which he's talking about being enslaved in the imprisonment of government, you know, that that's kind of where we're at. And so, you know, you know
3: what, can, what American citizens don't understand is that when you become dependent on anybody, you lose your freedom. And and the uh, the government has, has really uh, gotten a lot of people to be dependent on them. And that is just it's not good for the country. It's not good for the citizens. It may be good for a few people, but it's not good for us in the long term. And Donald Trump has done a pretty good job of starting to really unwind a few of these things. Well, long you, way to go, though. Long, long way to go.
2: Well, you know, uh, you know, he's. I think he's done a phenomenal job rolling back. You know, a lot of the federal regulations. I loved his tax cut plan. I talked about it in the open of my show about how Marco Rubio is coming out today and saying there's no way. And you're a financial analyst. One of the reasons why I wanted you on the show because he's coming out today saying that there's no way to connect the dots between those tax cuts and any benefits to the workers out there. And on May Day today, which is a, which is a day that's oh been God. been stolen, but you know, hijacked. By the Marxist, you know, to, about workers' rights and all that, um, you know, I, I'm sitting there scratching my head, going, "Are you kidding me, Marco Rubio? How can you say that the tax cuts haven't benefited anybody?"
3: Listen, uh, big companies have been passing out bonuses. Big companies have; uh, uh, they're going to have more resources. Uh, you know that they just—it's good for everyone. It is, you know, when more money is in the economy. And by the way, the, the, the workers. Their 401ks are in pension plans that are then reinvested into these companies who get bigger dividends. I mean, everybody wins when we win. That's the thing that it may be hard to tie to a single person, but, you know, there are big wins for everyone. And, and for him to say that is, is just uh, very short-sighted. The one thing that concerns me, though, is we have to watch our expenses. The expenses, if we're going to, you know, take these, uh, these tax cuts, we also have to be careful about our spending because if we're good with spending, then we can grow our way out of the deficit.
2: Well, yeah. And, you know, we and we have so much bloated government. I mean, you know, going back to this, the deep state and this coup attempt, you know, supposedly 17 intelligence agencies agreed that russia had hacked and i thought 17 intelligence agencies you kidding me what do we, what do we got 17 intelligence intelligence agencies that's ridiculous we didn't even yeah. need the department of homeland security that was that was just a, a big government mistake you know with the with the tsa we don't need the department of education we don't need a centralized body when our education is supposed to be at the at the local level involving you know local school boards and, you know, uh, and, and the parents. So, yeah, that's that's one area that I'm been a little disappointed that that hasn't been addressed. But there's there's only so much President well, Trump can do. We need a Republican Party that's actually uh, a a party of limited government and, you, you know, limited spending. And we haven't had that.
3: So what do you think is going to happen? So we've got midterm elections coming up. You think they're uh, you think that they're going to. Um you know, vote a lot of these old guys out and some new guys in and the Republicans are gonna keep control. What do you
2: think? Well, you know, I think that uh that's that's a really interesting question because, you know, when you I think that the the mainstream media, of which the average American really gets most of their news, because like I said, they don't have time to really delve into it. The narrative is already being pushed to suppress the vote uh, by telling people that enthusiasm is down on the part of the Republican voter, and i got to be honest, it is. And But it has nothing to do with President Trump. It has everything to do with the failure of the Republican Party to fulfill their agenda, fulfill President Trump's agenda, fulfill their campaign promises. So the, the Republican voter sitting here going, wait a second, am I going to once again continue to vote for people that have Said one thing to me on the campaign trail and failed to deliver, or am I going to you know let the Democrats have it and then Trump's going to be impeached? I think that one of the things that President Trump is is doing right now that will that will help us win the midterms is they are they know and they're and they're focused on the fact that the left is hiding how much that they want to impeach him because that's not really a sellable thing to the American people. And I think if if the Republican Party um, really you know, lets the American people know that that's what the agenda is of the left. I think that they can mobilize the Republican voters to get out, not for the Republican Party, but for President Trump. That's really the key. One
3: the that, yeah, one of the things that always surprises me, you know, when they announce these polls, for example, that, uh, well, uh, so-and-so is going to win by 10 points. You know, what it does is, is the loser, the losing side, it kind of reinforces them as well. Why why even bother to vote? Because my guy's going to lose anyway. And so you know, that's one of the problems when they put the word out in advance. Yeah. I'm surprised that they're even allowed to do that because they kind of, it, they kind of sandbag, uh, you know, one side or the other. So, you know, when when they put certain kinds of news out, like uh, somebody's going to lose or this is going to happen, I don't know. It just feels to me like they're, um, it, it it becomes a, almost a. Uh, a prophetic thing that they can't get around.
2: Well, that's what they're hoping for. Control the message and you control minds. And that's one reason why the Republican Party needs to get a little bit better at messaging. The American people are way smarter, than a lot of these politicians give him credit for. When one of the reasons why President Trump was successful was because of the way he pushed back against the mainstream media. The average American really watches the debates during these general elections. And in 2012, the way the mainstream media was with Mitt Romney and all of, like, Candy Crowley in that debate in which she planted, you know— um, to set up Mitt Romney and the whole thing about, you know, many people referred to it as planting the evidence at the crime scene. The American people could see how biased the media was, even though the Republican Party wouldn't admit to it and didn't push back against it. Trump did. And so and and I think when it comes to polling, it's been proven to not to not rely on it. And so I don't know that I I don't know that it's going to work anymore.
3: It certainly didn't work out last time. I mean, the the, the pundits, uh, everything, everything went totally wrong. They didn't get even close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I think, in general people 's tolerance for the kind of game playing that a lot of uh, the media does is is very short their tolerance is very very short well, and and they just they 're not willing to to deal with it too much
2: on top of it, the American people understand um, that CNN fed uh, questions to Hillary at town hall meetings they saw the WikiLeaks emails that were released and saw the other collusion efforts between the mainstream media and they have witnessed. Every day, we just had this White House correspondence dinner in which they intentionally brought a, quote, comedian there to defame and smear and besmirch Sarah Sanders. Kelly Conway, President that Trump in a way that was absolutely vile and disgusting. And, you yes. know, the American people aren't stupid. They see this. They have seen how the mainstream and and, and and there's the press briefings every day with Sarah Huckabee Sanders in the way that she's treated. So that's that's helpful, actually, to President Trump and the Republican Party going into the midterms. Joe Block, got to leave it there. Thank you so much for being Thanks. here. I appreciate it. Bye. All right, now stay tuned because we we come back. Sydney Powell's going to be here. She's my legal eagle. She wrote the book about the corruption in the Department of Justice, and she's going to talk about these questions. Who leaked these questions about Mueller? Half the people think that it was the it was the Mueller investigative team that leaked these questions. The other half of the people are saying that it was Trump because it. And I think it's because these questions kind of really prove how ridiculous this Mueller investigation is. But I'm not an attorney. But stay tuned because Sydney Powell is, and she's going to be here to talk about it coming up.
4: Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, Kay, spelled K A Y E. If you don't have an estate plan.
9: power company changed their peak hours from 4 to 9 p.m. That's when you're not producing power. I have a solution for that. Battery backup system. You might not know what that is, but combined with solar, you can program these batteries to charge and discharge at will, meaning you control how you're getting and using your power that you produced. My name is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar. After serving in the Marine Corps, I've decided to make San Diego my home. I'm not a salesman, just an electrician who wants to help customers zero out their electric bill. I only use the best equipment with 25 year warranties, in phase microinverters, LG panels. I will custom design a system to meet your needs. If you need an electrical panel upgrade, I'm offering a $2,000 credit with the purchase of an installed solar panel system. To learn more, go to KeeganElectricSolar.com. That's KeeganElectricSolar.com. I can't wait to help you with your power solutions. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com today.
1: Do you have sleep apnea? Are you tired of dragging your big bulky CPAP device with you whenever you leave home? Yeah, well I was too. That's why I'm so glad I called to try the Transcend Mini CPAP for 10 nights. I can't imagine living without it now. My Transcend is about as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. That's less hassle to carry than my shaving kit. Plus I was able to add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. But hey, that's not all. Transcend is FAA compliant, too, which means I can finally sleep comfortably while flying. Heck, I can sleep comfortably anywhere now. So if that all sounds good to you, call now to give Transcend a try. You'll be glad you did.
7: Now you can try Transcend and sleep comfortably for 10 restful nights with a money-back guarantee. So call Minicap.com now. 1-800-915-2344. Again, that's 1-800-915-2344. 1-800-915-2344 one 800 Sacrifice. When you have children,
6: sacrifice just comes with the territory. You sacrifice a new outfit for a new baseball glove. You sacrifice a romantic getaway for a summer missions trip. You sacrifice because you love your child and you want them to have every advantage. Let us help you lessen the sacrifice it takes to send your child to the finest private school in San Diego by half. That's right. When you go to am1170theanswer.com, you'll find half-off tuitions for schools ranging from preschool all the way to high school. And you won't have to sacrifice hours in the car either. Our partner schools are located throughout San Diego County. Chances are there's one near you. You want the best for your child. And here at AM 1170 The Answer, we're ready to help with half-off tuitions to private schools.
4: Explore your options with schools like City Tree Christian School, Christian Unified Schools of San Diego, and Heartland Christian Homeschool Center. Visit AM 1170 The Answer or call 844-800-5757, 844-800-5757, or am1170theanswer.com. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
2: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170 if you'd like to be a part of the show. Happy birthday to Sydney. Happy birthday to Sydney. Hey, Sydney Powell, welcome to the
10: show. Hey, Andrea, thank you. <laughs> you weren't supposed to mention
2: that. Well, somebody actually mentioned it on the thread on Facebook. They actually saw it on your Facebook wall because uh, my listeners are fans of yours. So they saw it. So hopefully you don't mind me uh, uh, not just mentioning it, but singing it poorly. Um well, thank you. Um, well, thank you for being here on such a special day. And I, do, I think it's important to honor people's birthdays. I really do, especially somebody who's going to take the time to come on my show. Um, okay, so these questions. Everybody, you know, what's, what's more astounding to me, Sydney, than even the questions themselves is the fact that everybody's gnaw bony today and, and, over who leaked the questions. I'm not really sure it matters who leaked it. I mean, to me, some people are on the left are saying that it's got to be Mueller's investigative team to try to put pressure on Trump. But then the questions were so ridiculous and stupid that people are saying it's got to be the Trump, you know, White House showing how ridiculous and stupid the Mueller investigations are. You are a former a, a pros- former prosecutor. What What's your take on these questions?
10: Well, I think if they were the the real questions that Mueller's team wanted to ask, they wouldn't be out floating around. Oh. Um, a lot of them strike me as as Greg Jarrett said on the Hannity show this afternoon when we were talking. About it, you know they read like they're written by a first year law student. most <laughs> of them are irrelevant <laughs> to the investigation uh, no, he's not going to talk about what he was thinking. they don't have any right to know what he was thinking,
2: and- yeah, yeah, there's a million questions here. thank you, d j wow. carrotsticks, for putting out the questions. It's what did you think about mr. Comey's intelligence briefing on January sixth like who members january 6 2017 i don't remember where i was on january 6 of 2018 let alone i'm going to recall what i was thinking in that moment i mean
10: yeah and well we now have comey's memo too so i mean if the president were to say anything inconsistent with comey's memo he'd be setting himself up for a perjury trap i mean there, there are no circumstances under which any good criminal defense lawyer would allow the president to sit down and have a conversation with these people who have already proved how effective and chicken pooey they are in terms of nailing people for um i
2: i I mean i actually had a laugh i was i was recalling that scene in a few good men where he's like is that what you brought me here for danny phone calls and footlockers? What are you going to ask me next? My favorite color? I mean, that's that's how ridiculous some yeah. of these questions
8: are.
10: Yeah, that's how ridiculous they are. And, you know, um, he's already proved how good he is at setting people up for false statement prosecutions.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, that's clearly if these questions were coming from Mueller. Um, you're right. I'm disappointed because he doesn't seem like, you know, I, I was better in my in my dopey little tort class in pre-law um i ended up switching to business by the way cuz clearly i don't have the goods to be an attorney but the, some of these questions just are are really uh, practically un- unintelligent um but some of them are so obviously meant to set him up in terms of of misstatements that i have exactly. to, that i have to believe that it's just a rumor that giuliani actually is considering as a way to put an end to this investigation that he's actually considering trying to get some type of sit down scheduled, your thoughts.
10: Uh, My thought is that I think the president should formally offer to respond to questions in writing. There is certainly precedent for that. Uh, No other presidents have done that in response to questions from special counsel I understand uh, that there's, you know, rumor circulating out there now that Mueller threatened to subpoena him in front of the grand jury if he didn't sit down and have the conversation. Well, I mean, you know, he, we we knew that was going to happen too. I wouldn't really call that a big news flash. That would be standard operating procedure. But, you know, it's a negotiation. The president's already produced over 1.2 million documents and waived executive privilege for Comey's testimony and been incredibly forthcoming in every way. But given Mueller's track record and that of Andrew Weissman and the other Hillary sycophants on his staff, I, you know there's just no way that he should sit down and and talk with them yeah. unless he got a signed agreement that they'd do it the way they did Hillary exonerating first yeah. have a completely off the record chat and give all of his associates immunity
2: yeah that's what he that's what he should offer, and he should do it publicly via Twitter. Yeah, is what I think he should do. You know, uh, equal justice. Um, Your thoughts on that? Your thoughts? I don't know if you've had a chance because you've had a very busy day. But I don't know if you've had a chance to review the draft that was written for uh, uh, with articles of impeachment for Rosenstein, because they have been slow walking and refusing to comply with Congress's right for oversight. Now, to me, isn't that obstruction of justice?
10: It it, it really is. And it's such an offense to Congress. I don't blame them for pursuing that route. I think they have other reasons to impeach him. Frankly, the man signed one of the FISA warrants without conducting any verification on it. He signed at least one of them, maybe two.
2: Yeah. And he's saying that the the Republican Party, you know, are trying to extort him. You know, that that displaying such the... the, the, um, the attitude well, he's got that
10: incredible arrogance
2: well the, but that's a, that's what the entire deep state you look at you look at the department of justice and the fbi from comey to rosenstein to brennan and and clapper and all the rest of them i mean the attitude is and it's because they've gotten away with it they've gotten away with their their behavior for so long and they've gotten away with covering up for everybody else there's no accountability we've got a government yeah. where there's no accountability and the attitude is you know you know i'll do whatever i want kind of thing. And it really, it it, it makes me again go, and I feel like such a broken record, Sydney. but where is Jeff Sessions? You're right. I mean, how was Rosenstein still in his position when he is the one who signed the FISA court warrant? He's the one who actually recommended that Comey be fired and then turned around and assigned a special prosecutor based upon why he fired Comey?
10: Right. The day after uh, Comey's Stuff comes out in the New York Times, which was obviously orchestrated well ahead of that and had to have been also involved Rosenstein, probably Mueller, because you don't leave a big law firm to become special counsel on ten minutes' notice. It was literally less than twenty four hours between the time the New York Times published that article and and Rosenstein names Mueller special counsel. And on top of that, I think it was just the day before that that Rosenstein had taken Mueller over to the White House to interview, to head the FBI.
2: Well, everybody keeps talking about how that there was no probable cause. Collusion isn't a crime, even if there was evidence of collusion. So I don't understand. We non-lawyers are scratching our heads, Sydney, how this is even allowed to continue.
10: Well, you're right. It shouldn't have continued. I mean, I keep hoping that one of the defendants is going to file a motion to dismiss the entire thing for egregious government misconduct. And it may be they're just waiting for the report from the inspector general to do that. And that should be coming out any week now. I mean, Michael Horowitz, you know, did the I think it was a 39 page report just on the McCabe week to the Wall Street Journal that was heavily documented. And I'm guessing we're looking at a three to 500 page report on the FISA abuses. And my bets also that it's going to go back to 2015 because we have the FISA court decision from a year ago that uh, I think it was Admiral Rogers, although they don't say that, that reported discovery of abuse of about queries in the FISA system uh, in March of 2016. So it went back before that. Mm-hmm. I really think it goes. I, I, well, I'm I'm speculating at this point, but wow.
7: uh,
10: my my instincts are telling me that there's a reason Holder left, and it was to stay clean. Yes. And I think Loretta Lynch was brought in and kind of made a patsy for the political things that started happening under her and Sally Yates. I mean, Sally Yates denied the inspector general access to the National Security Division of the Department of Justice, and that's where the FISA warrant originated on that side of it. And, of course, Bruce Orr's running the back channel with the FBI with Steele and Fusion mm-hmm. GPS, yeah. even after they fired Steele as an FBI informant. And, of course, they didn't even get the warrant until after Steele had been fired and after uh, Carter Page wasn't even part of the Trump Transition or or campaign team.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was with him like five minutes.
10: Is is knocking butts.
2: Yeah, it is. It's crazy. It, it is. And it's actually worse than Watergate because, the, you know, you go back to the beginning after the inauguration and the leaks that were going on there, which are which are felonies. And this uh, it, it there's it's almost like shock and awe of so much scandal and crap, Sydney, that that people forget that the core of this really at heart of this is the illegal spying of American citizens for political yeah. reasons. We had a Democrat and, and City very pro-
10: organized and orchestrated effort to put together this Russian narrative and propel it to you know, across the country through the stupid mainstream media. Yeah. And then use it to get the FISA warrant and conduct the surveillance and leak the fact that the president's under investigation Mm -hmm. while they're telling him, oh, we don't want anybody to think you're under investigation. And that's exactly what they wanted everybody to think. That's why they went and briefed him on it and then leaked it.
2: Yeah. Well, it's uh, – I'm going to have to leave it there because we've got to get to the final break. Thank you so much for being here. The longer that Giuliani and, the, and the, in the, Trump's team and the Republican Party allow this to go – and I'm tired of hearing Republicans say that if he's not guilty of anything, he should let this play out. This is just continuing to cover up for the real crimes that have been involved here with the deep state and the Obama administration and Hillary Clinton and Rosenstein and Comey and Clapper and Brennan and all the rest – and, you know, it, it, our our government is is at stake here because we've got the midterms coming up. And if the Democrats take power, they are going to impeach President Trump. And that's a real exactly. constitutional crisis. Sidney Powell, author of the phenomenal great book, License to Lie. Thank you so much for being here.
10: Thank you, Andrea. And the new website today, creepsonemission.com. Oh,
2: you, you said I was going to get a T-shirt when you came out with Creeps on a Mission.
10: yep. Yep. Give right. me your address.
2: All right. Thanks so much, Sydney. I appreciate it. Creeps on a mission. I love it. That's like the best title ever. Yeah, Bye, <laughs> Bye hun. All right. Stay tuned because uh, when we come back, who is like one of the greatest voices for freedom and for conservatism today? It happens to be a rapper. Y'all know who I'm talking about? My, my brother with Dragon Energy, Kanye West. We're going to talk a little Kanye when we come back. More Andrea and Keisha coming up.
7: No. <laughs>
4: Sun Garden Terrace, license number 374-603-437.
7: Keith needed a little help with meals and housework, but his beloved wife Cecilia suffers from Alzheimer's. So Keith found the perfect place where they could both get the level of care they needed but still be together at Sun Garden Terrace Retirement Community in Lemon Grove.
10: Sun Garden Terrace has a place for people that have Alzheimer's. At night, I always have her in there in case she has a problem. I have a bedroom upstairs from her. If she were in my bedroom, there's always a cord on the wall you pull if you got a problem. Keith still keeps fit. Exercise is really good exercise. It's not just flimsy exercise. You really feel it.
7: And he knows Cecilia is always safe.
10: The best thing is the number of caregivers they have here. You don't have to search for one when you need one.
7: Keith and Cecilia still together after 48 years at Sun Garden Terrace, where there's such a lot of living to do. To schedule your private tour and delicious lunch, visit sungardenterrace.com or call 619-464-CARE. That's 619-464-CARE.
0: Right now, thousands of children in developing countries are condemned to a life of poverty because they lack an education. In fact, half of all Haitian children are growing up illiterate. Why? Because families earning less than $2 a day can't spare money for school supplies. They need every penny for survival. But there is an answer Cross International. They work with Christian schools in countries like Haiti to provide education, breaking the cycle of poverty. By supporting Cross International's Divine Shelter School Network, you'll provide a Christian scholarship and the gospel to a child for just $88. That scholarship, created in your family's name, helps a child attend quality Christian classes. For just $22 more, you'll also provide food to that child. Join us in this urgent outreach on Wednesday, May 2nd, and Thursday, May 3rd. Call Cross International at 866-843-9500. 866-843-9500
7: We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988.
4: You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
2: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. So, Kanye, he was over at TMZ, TMZ Um which I don't know if anybody knows, but TMZ, which is that Hollywood like reporting show, actually TMZ stands for the 30 mile zone, which I guess is the area of, of, of the 30 mile radius in LA in which the paparazzi, you know, kind of go after the celebrities. That's the area in which the celebrities live. Um, I think if they had their way, they would build a big, fat, beautiful wall around it and they, and they wouldn't let anybody that's in that caravan break through that wall. But anyway, uh, Kanye goes over to TMZ. And how I don't remember the Harvey Levin, I think is his name. So anyway, he goes over there today and he evidently hurt somebody's feelings over there. Because he actually said – he made a few comments that were fascinating, one of which was he dared to say something along the lines of slavery being a choice. Well, you know what? Once again, the American people, particularly the African-American community, might want to read a book and they might know that it was actually – Harriet Tubman said that actually herself many years ago. She said something, and I paraphrase, along the lines of, you know, I freed a 1,000 slaves. I could have freed a 1,000 more if only they had known that they were slaves. But in the first clip with Kanye, he talks about being attacked uh, for why he wore, did that tweet with the Make America Great Great Again hat and why he did it. And I thought this was fascinating. It
11: was really just my subconscious. It was a feeling I had, you know, like people were taught how to think. We're taught how to feel. We don't know how to think for ourselves. We don't know how to feel for ourselves. People say feel free, but they don't really want us to feel free. And uh, I felt a freedom and first of all just doing something that everybody tells you not to do i just love trump that's my boy like yeah
2: i love that be free you know be independent see the left doesn't want individual freedom or individual responsibility they want this co- collective thought and if you don't and if you don't follow uh the, their thought they might uh they might you know take out a little horse whip and whip you here his next comment um, was that uh, it was about uh, not being just black and that p- the, basically the left wanting to pigeonhole him.
11: And by the way, what? I am in hip hop, but I'm not just in hip hop. I'm a black person, in a black community, but I'm not just. That. I feel like one thing is people try to minimize me to artists, hip hop, uh, black community. Yeah, I'm always going to represent that, but I also represent the world. Yeah. You
2: know, he, he's not just about being black. You know, the left is so racist when they want to divide us up and pigeonhole us and tell us I, they want to identify what our identity is and tell us how we're supposed to think, feel and act and speak what we're allowed to think, feel and act and speak. It's racist. It's dominating. It's abusive. Liberalism is about tyranny. And his final quote, and I hope I have, I've got about 30 seconds to play it, the most important point of the day. And really, this is one of the most important things that any celebrity has said in a long time. When
11: you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. (laughs) Like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? You know, like... It's like we're, we're mentally in prison. I like the word prison because slavery goes di- too, too direct to the uh, idea of blacks. It's like slavery, Holocaust, Holocaust Jews, uh, slavery is blacks. So prison is something that unites us as one race. Blacks and whites being one race. That's right. Uh, that we're, one, we're, we're the human race.
2: We are the human race. And the left wants to divide us up. They want to divide us along skin color, age, and everything else so that they can gain control over us. And Kanye is free. And we all need to be free. We need to think freely and ind- and independently. Love you all. Have a great night. The Andrea Kay Show is
11: sponsored by Andrea Kay.